0: Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining me for another episode. I am super excited about this week's episode because we are going to get into self-love. We're gonna talk about mental health. We're gonna talk about self-care. And what does it really mean to love yourself? I love this topic. I could talk about this all day, every day. You guys know that. (laughs) Because it's really the basics of what you were supposed to learn and things that will allow you to be your healthiest, um, I get this question often of what does it really mean to love yourself and what is self-love, like how do I know I'm even doing it? For me, um, there's a lot of talk about self-love and I feel like that phrase is a little cliche because uh, most people will give you kind of like the fluffy stuff, you know, take a bubble bath and you know go hang out with your friends and things like that but I want everyone to understand what exactly it means to really love yourself, be your own best friend, be your own coach. Why it's so important, I mean, I think that that is a critical question that you have to answer is why is this so important and what does it really look like? So, you know, it's important because loving yourself is the ability to give yourself the things that you are looking for other people to give you. So however deep your relationship is with yourself is going to be the relationship Um, that you attract into your life not attract and I mean more of bring into your life allow into your life so you hear these phrases all the time of well you know I am teaching people what I will and will not tolerate I am the standard for all of my relationships in my life and what all of that stuff means is however you take care of yourself love yourself um, you know self-care honor yourself validate yourself however You take care of yourself emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Everything that you give yourself, you being able to be your own best friend and what that really, really looks like, that relationship, that means because what you give to yourself, you will automatically demand in other people because you're already giving yourself everything that you need right so if i feel so filled up and i feel so good to go like i'm i'm almost like hugging myself right now as i say this because if i am my own best friend and i know how to feed myself and give myself everything i need emotionally everything i need mentally and those are usually the two biggest areas that people don't know how to do for themselves is give themselves the emotional stuff and the mental stuff Um, but if I know how to do that and give myself the physical stuff and give myself the spiritual stuff, then I'm a hundred percent, I'm, I'm filled up, I'm good to go. So whatever that standard is of how I can love myself on an emotional level and what that looks like, I will need someone else from the outside has to be able to do that for me. Now they won't need to do it for me all of the time because I know how to do it for myself. But when I can't do it for myself, and here we go with um, the 80-20 rule. If you've been with me for a while, you know I always talk about the 80-20 rule, which is 80% of the time you should be giving yourself everything that you need and 20% of the time it's the outside world's job or that's where someone will come and help you whether it's a coach a therapist a best friend family children spouse etc um, but most people live their life in reverse and they're only giving themselves what they need 20% of the time and they're looking for that outside to be able to do it 80% of the time and that's where real codependency comes in that's where a lack self-worth issues self-esteem issues come into play because I don't know how to do it for myself and I need you to do it. Which is really as an adult where you begin living from that childlike place because a child lives in that way. A child can give themselves as they develop 20% of what they need. But it is the job of the parent of the adult to give that child 80% of what they need. And when the child didn't even get that 80%, then as they grow up to be an adult, they're going to look for people to give themselves what it is that they either didn't get growing up and here we go with emotional wounds, right? Um, Or they're going to require people to give them that 80% because quite frankly, they just didn't learn how to do it for themselves and they don't know how to do it for themselves. Hence why I even coach in the first place (laughs) is learning how to take care of yourselves is really like, what does it mean to be mentally healthy? What does it mean to be emotionally healthy? That's the basics uh, or the, the foundation of everything in life. And it's like cliche things, but if you're not good to go emotionally and mentally, then you really can't physically, you know, take care of yourself. You can't spiritually take care of yourself. You won't be able to achieve goals. You won't be able to have things. Even, you know, take out the material things in life, quite frankly, you just won't be happy because again, you're not giving yourself what you need. You're looking for everyone else to do it for you and no one can ever, ever do it for you in the way that you need because they're not you. So this is why this topic is so important and so powerful is to really understand, okay, what does it mean to love yourself Um, and making sure that we're not looking for people outside of ourselves to do that for us. where you are right now one of the things that I talk about is where are you right now what are the things that you know how to do for yourself and where are the things that you probably need more work in and when we get into really learning how to love ourselves and self-love and and understanding that it's kind of a broad term but condensing it into what are the nuts and bolts of loving yourself and self-love what are the key things that you can do for yourself that will help really change your life because this will allow you to be healthy, to be happy, to be at peace, to achieve goals. One of the things that I always tell people is when you talk about self-love something that you have to practice is gratitude and I know this sounds really simple or and people quite honestly don't even understand how powerful it is and the reason why gratitude is so important because it means that you can take care of yourself, that you can be in a good mental state because it's easy to just look at your life and think of all the things that you don't have and all the things that have gone wrong and you know, play the victim and be the victim, but to rise up above all of that and to see that, okay, if I actually look at my life right now, I have everything I really need, right? It's the things that I want that maybe I don't have that I'm trying to achieve. But if you look at your life and feel gratitude, then that means that you're not living in a place of lack, which is I don't have what I want, or negativity. Now, you may not have some of the things that you would like in your life, But to live in a mindset of knowing, yeah, I may not have those things, but I'm going to get them, but they're coming, but I'm working towards them, that's living in a state of positivity versus living in a state of negativity. So if I live in the state of negativity and lack, then I'm never going to feel free. I'm never going to feel happiness. I'm never going to feel peace and contentment. And what most people will say is if you ask them, what do you want in life? They'll say, I want to be happy. Is not that what we all want? I want to be happy. Well, what does that really mean happiness is really just this moment that's it it's not tomorrow it's not five minutes from now it's not yesterday it's right here in this moment in this moment do you have everything that you need yes you do you do i don't care what moment you're living in so if you have everything that you need right now in this moment then that means that your mind gravitates towards the lack which is what you don't have the fear and the negativity which you feed from time and time again or You haven't learned how to stay and really practice staying in that positive realm, which is understanding that, yep, I'm going to go to negative town sometimes. I might see fear. I might see self-doubt. I might see worry, but I'm not going to feed it. When you begin slowing yourself down every single day, you learn that, wow, I feed things every day. And you have a choice, and that's called free will. You can either feed hope, faith, positivity intuition love gratitude or you can feed worry self-doubt negativity lack fear all of those things so to to be a a healthy not even a healthy adult just quite frankly be an adult in general means that I take full responsibility for the fact that I feed things every day that's a choice So when you begin to practice self-awareness and you begin to slow yourself down and practice that mindfulness, you recognize, okay, in every moment, I'm really at a crossroad of where do I wanna go? Do I wanna feed this or do I wanna feed that? And if the goal is I want to be happy, then I have to consciously choose to feed that. And the more, and here's the thing, the more you do this, the more you become a different person. And it's not something, and I feel like most people will say to me, well, isn't that faking? Aren't you just faking it then? And it's not. Faking, what is faking, right? Faking is just doing something that goes against what you naturally are doing. So if I'm naturally programmed to just feed fear, for me to feed positivity might feel weird. It might feel odd because it's not something that I just naturally know how to do. So what we're trying to do is reprogram ourselves that way that our mind will will naturally want to go to the right, which is hope and positivity and, and you know, um, faith and all of those things and the goals and achieving and living in that space of real happiness and peace peacefulness or going in the opposite direction. So the more I feed something, the more it grows and the more it becomes who I am. So gratitude is important because it first of all, it just radiates that positive energy flow that quite frankly is just addictive and people want to be around that energy and it makes you feel good. So again, choice. Do I want to feel good? Do I want to feel crappy? Um, if something is going on in your life and you need to feel, you know, pain, if you need to acknowledge that my ego's here and I'm wounded, if you need to acknowledge things, because we all go through things, and to live in positivity and sunshine and rainbows is not life, it's not realistic, that's actually suppression. That's actually not having good emotional health because that means you can't acknowledge a feeling. And if you can't feel, then you're a robot, <laughs> essentially, or you're narcissistic and you're just blocking you know, that part of you off and you're just suppressing it. Um, which doesn't lead to you being happy at all. So the how you do this is learning how to feel what you need to feel and going through the process but not staying stuck there. And gratitude will really teach you that because as you release and let go or feel what it is you need to feel, you can feel fear, you can feel self-doubt, but you can't live there. You can't fear it, excuse me, you can't feel it and then feed it. That's that's where you start to get into trouble, and that's where you tend to go down rabbit holes. So that's number one. Number two, I would say the most powerful thing that I learned was to not attach to every thought I was having. When I really, really understood this, then I understood that you know when I'm attaching to every single thought, attaching to the anxiety, attaching to the fear, attaching to the depression or stress or panic or whatever worry, then. I was just again I was feeding something it was fine to say okay I see fear I have fear I see a little depression I see a little stress I see a little worry but you know here's the truth is that in order for you to get to anxiety or in order for you to get to panic you had to have already felt stress and you fed it and then in order for you to get to anxiety you had to have felt stress felt fear then had anxiety then went into panic then went into depression there's a a cycle of this and so if you're unaware then you're going to feed all of these different layers to and then they start adding up to create real problems in your life it's harder to get out of the rabbit hole when it's 10 feet deep But if you realized, okay, I'm actually walking over to the hole right now and I'm about to fall in and you can catch yourself there, then great. You don't have to do any of the real, real hard work in order to get yourself out of that 10 foot hole. So that's what you want to do is, is recognize like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to feed a little something and I'm starting to walk over to that rabbit hole and being able to stop yourself. That's you not attaching to every single thought. And most people live very unconscious lives, and they do. They attach to every worry, every self-doubt, every insecurity, and they feed and feed it, and it keeps them stuck for years. And again, that's not part of loving yourself. That's not part of being your own best friend because if you had someone in front of you who was feeling or living in anxiety or depression or real fear, you wouldn't sit there with them and just feed it to them. You wouldn't say, "Oh, you're anxious." Yeah, I would really be anxious too. I would really be scared of the situation in front of you. Oh, you're depressed because you feel like your life isn't going to go anywhere. You know what? I gotta be honest, it probably isn't because you're really not good at anything and you're not attractive and no one really likes you. It wouldn't even you wouldn't even think to say those things because it, it wouldn't be anything that you would ever actually even feel let alone say out loud because you can see what's happening which is this person's just in this in their head, in this cycle of not having the skills or the ability to really love themselves to get them out of this space because we're all human beings, we're all amazing, we're all beautiful, we're all capable. And so it would be, you would just see someone struggling and you would just come in and know exactly what to do and what to say. You may not do it perfectly because no one's perfect and neither are you. So are there going to be times that you're going to have a conversation with yourself and you didn't say the right thing and you didn't validate yourself and you kind of made yourself feel worse than you already felt because you were feeding something that you shouldn't have been feeding? Yes, that's probably going to happen. But I think the important part is recognizing that you did it owning up to it and doing better next time. Remember, you are your own best friend. So if you think of two best friends, they're detached. And so apologizing to yourself, acknowledging, look, I did that wrong. I completely messed it up. I feel way worse than I did before and I got to do better next time. And then letting it go, forgiving yourself for not you know having the patience with yourself that you should have it's no different than you not having patience with your girlfriend who's still crying about the same situation and can't get over this guy and you're like girl like get over it like he is he's not right for you you know and she's like but i can't you know you would feel bad for being so abrupt with her because she she's not there yet so you want to have more patience with her it's the same thing within your own self so Learning how to not attach to every thought, learning that really in every moment, you're kind of at a crossroad. You get to choose whether or not you go right or whether or not you go left. That's powerful stuff because then you realize, wow, what I really need to practice more of is being mindful, is being mindful of when am I starting to go down that rabbit hole. We want to really be the most loving, loving person to ourselves, which means stop with all of the negative criticism the negative self-talk you know really just beating yourself when you're already down I mean I hear so much of it with clients I hear so much of it with people in general that they're always looking to be the perfectionist they can't stop the criticism they can't just be nice to themselves. They expect so much. And even when we look at things that we've gone through in life and when we say to ourselves, well, I can't believe I did that or "How? why did I let this person in my life? Well, you did because that's where you were at that point in your life and learning how to accept and forgive yourself for doing the things that you did because quite frankly, you just didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know any better. And so when you know better, you do better. And so learning how to stop the criticism is 100% important. Being aware of, like we were talking about earlier, that self-talk, that self-talk is going to be, I mean, it's huge. So you have to be aware of what you're saying to yourself because this is the mindfulness. This is being aware of the thought first and foremost. Then you get to choose whether or not you want to believe the thought, whether the thought is actually real, did I do I really believe that thought or is that just a thought that's coming up because I'm used to living in this like habitual state of lack, of insecurity, of fear um, and recognizing that that's all part of my past and how it was programmed and I have to start really cultivating and working on having that real love for myself and real acceptance of who I am and that I add value to people's lives and I'm important and I deserve happiness and I deserve these things that I want in my life and learning how to I mean I'm getting chills just even saying it because you got to learn how to recognize that you are an important human being. You think about it. You are you were born out of how many sperm you know what I mean like you are literally a miracle the fact that you have made it this far means that you are a miracle that there is a reason why you were here and that you are special and that you are loved and learning how to just be nicer to yourself and really it's about clearing that tape from the past understanding that that tape was created from wounds from things that I experienced, from the programs of mom and dad, you know, I hate to be psychology on everyone, but that's really the foundation is the society that you're brought into, the environment that you lived in, the things that you saw, the things that you heard, that cultivated this tape. And this tape is what runs way in the back of the mind. And that's where most of your self-talk comes from. So when you begin to do this work and really invest in yourself that's why we say invest in you know listen to the podcast watch the videos all of those things but you gotta always take it the next step further because there are going to be some things that you need to learn how to implement these skills into your own life. And that's why I even started coaching and started my practice. I and I always link everything down below in terms of programs and, and coaching options if you want to book a session, but you want to learn how to implement these skills into your life because everyone's different and everyone struggles in different ways. And learning how to reprogram is not a one-time thing. And I tell people all the time, you know, you learning how to lose 50 pounds. It took that person, say a person was addicted to smoking, drank, uh, was overweight, and so they had to not only quit the addictions of smoking and drinking, but then they had to learn how to mentally, um, mentally strengthen that mind so they could get up every day and actually go to the gym. So they had to work through layers and layers of habitual habits and healing old stuff in order for them to do this thing every single day to then lose that weight once they lost the weight great kudos let's applaud that because that's a huge accomplishment but now you have to maintain and self-development is the same thing there's going to be a lot of things when you start this journey of self-development that you have to really tackle that are some big demons and some big wounds that you have to kind of overcome and that's the you know like the example the Addicted to cigarettes, addicted to drinking, and needing to lose that weight, those were the big things. Those were, that's where those real habits came into play, where you learned how to do you know, these skills and really become a different person. But once you become that person, you still have to maintain. And so, and guess what? The funny thing is when life happens, it's going to challenge you in other ways. So the minute you feel like you're good to go, something's going to happen that's going to try to throw you off and it's going to test the muscle even more. Your mental muscle, physical or whatever it looks like, but it's going to test you in another area to see just how strong you are. So when we talk about self-love, For me, this is what it is. I'm not going to give you the list of go hang out with your friends, you know, go take a bubble bath. And, you know, I'm not going to say cliche things of, okay, be your own best friend. I want to tell you what does it mean to mentally take care of yourself? Mentally is being able to see that thought and decide, number one, is it real? And, you know, number two, I'm going to choose what direction to go into because that's where logic comes into play and that's real mental stuff. Emotional is acknowledging that I feel a certain way, letting me feel it with, you know, all acceptance and validation. I'm not going to shame myself or judge myself for feeling anything, but then, and it starts with emotional. I have to be able to feel Then I have to learn how to deal, which is mental. And then I need to learn how to let go and decide to do something different. So And a lot of those things, the emotional things and the mental things, there is a lot of spirituality that comes in self-development and learning faith and learning um, hope and being connected to something that's bigger than you. But at the end of the day, understanding that you're here for a reason and you bring value to everyone's life um, as well as your own and really just learning who are you. I mean, that's a great question to ask yourself and I think when most people are coming out of these relationships or they are having this awakening they've experienced so much pain where now they're going through this awakening process and it's not fun it is not fun to go through that kind of like dark night of the soul and go through that dark place and you know that's where we can live in a little bit of depression and that's where the real pain comes out of us right in order for us to relinquish it so we can live free and so, if you're going through this, you know, my heart goes out to you, but just trust that you're no different than anyone else that's going through this process and you will get through it. And learning how to really love yourself, be your own best friend. Take care of yourself mentally. Uh, learn how to emotionally do these things for you. Again, I go back to the 80-20 rule. It is essential to not just get through this time in your life if you're going through this divorce or dealing with someone who's narcissistic or whatever, but going forward in your life in order for you to have the things that you want, to be free, to be happy, to be at peace, to be content, to set goals for yourself and achieve uh, um, achieve them. These are the principles the foundation that you need in order to do all of those things so I hope you guys have enjoyed this if you want any information on any of my coaching options I always link it down below I always tell people for a lot of um especially the things that we just talked about. My nine-week course is always going to be the thing that I always recommend to everyone because you're really going into the past. You're recognizing where are those emotional wounds and where are my triggers? And I think that that's really, really essential is where do these things show up in your life? And your triggers will always give you an indication as to where they show up and then where your wounds are. Most people ask me, I have no idea what my wounds are. I have no idea what triggers me in life. We'll go over that in that process. We always, in everything I do, whether it's coaching or any program I'll ever develop, I'll always go over self-parenting because it really is the, you know, what you need to learn in order to be mentally and emotionally healthy. So I hope you guys have enjoyed that. If you have any interest, click all the links below for more information. And I will see you next time.